Today's episode of The Doctor's Companion is brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. everyone and welcome to another episode of the doctor's companion i'm scott corelli and i'm matt smith but not that matt smith and we're from mindrobber.net which happens to be the home site of mind robber productions where we talk about all of the things on podcasts uh like doctor who on this one uh the doctor's companion which you're listening to right now as well as our flagship podcast the mind robbers where we talk about everything else uh, if you like our shows, you can review those on iTunes and let us know how much you like them because that helps people find our shows and let us lets us know, just in general, that you appreciate us. <laughs> if you have questions, comments, concerns, or any other sort of cool thing you might feel like sharing, you can email those things at podcast at mindrobber.net. And if you want to start a discussion about this episode... We're past episodes uh, that we've discussed on the Doctor's Companion. You can go to the comments section and discuss those things there, and we will discuss them with you. Um, today we're talking about uh, the Doctor's Daughter, which was a highly controversial episode of the fourth season, uh, the fourth series of of, of New Who, uh, with David Tennant and Catherine Tate. Uh, aka Donna Noble and the Tenth Doctor, um, and uh, and 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 Freema Agumon, uh, back for her trilogy of stories in season four, um, in which she she came back as Martha Jones because season three just wasn't enough, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we also get the introduction of Jenny, which will is the controversial part, um, although honestly I feel like. I mean, we'll talk about it, but I feel like this episode is really only controversial in theory, and if people actually watched it, they'd be like, well, I guess that's not so bad. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, like, it's, I feel like it's really just, I think it's more controversial what Moffat is planning on doing next season, which we won't talk about, uh, but I'm, I mean, that's, that's annoying. This is, this is just a sexy title, yeah. um, that doesn't really mean what you think it means mm-hmm. much like the doctor's wife yeah yeah it, it, i mean i think uh it's about like it's about there i think the doctor's wife is probably slightly more clever but this is um this sure is about that. I well think, it's uh, it's i'm talking about just the title not really the title's payoff yeah um but it's just it's just a sexy title to get your attention mm-hmm. um but i don't it's it's not as controversial uh as it as it I guess it doesn't deserve the controversy it gets is what I'm trying to say. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, um, so what's the background and significance of this, uh, this episode? Uh, well, it comes about because Stephen Greenhorn was commissioned for a story in Series 4. Stephen Greenhorn 
the writer of this episode previously wrote the Lazarus experiment, which we'll talk about eventually. Um, cause we haven't talked about it yet. Um, and he was commissioned for the story because apparently he did, a, <laughs> he did some, he did some talking out of school or whatever that phrase is where he, uh, where he basically got on a magazine interview. He didn't magazine interview or something. And this person was like, so what's it like writing Dr. Who? And he's like, well, it's really difficult because you can never really, pr- uh, institute any change into the doctor. And, uh, Russell T Davies read that interview and was just like, well now, and, uh, basically <laughs> commissioned him to write this story about, uh, the doctor's daughter and, and, the, and in a way where it's like, you know, the doctor has to undergo some sort of change or it's a terrible story. Um, so, so it's kind of like a challenge to Stephen Greenhorn to make it work. Um, it's directed by Alice Troughton, which I guess is, I guess we should mention only because, uh, or not only because, but I mean, it's one of those unfortunate things you have to mention, but because she's a female director and it's always nice to see some fresh blood in the, um, in the water, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that this is a really gruesome way to, uh, (laughs) to, right. To say that, but uh, yes. Sorry. (laughs) Get some fresh. It's really great to know that more people have died in these open waters. It's really, it's just you know, new people, new new dead people. That's just. I guess I should have just gone with the normal saying, which is just get some fresh blood, not some fresh blood in the water. Um, (laughs) I honestly think it's the lesser of her two. Um, uh, uh, directorial things, um, uh, cause she also went ahead and did Midnight after this, uh, and I, I loves me some Midnight. Uh, but yeah, that's basically the background and significance of it. It's also, I mean, it's the, I guess it's the first meeting of David Tennant and Georgia Moffat, which like extra diegetically is interesting because they're now together and they have a kid and Georgia Moffat is Peter Davison's actual daughter, um, which is cool, as always. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's right in the middle of season four, which I think is probably, it's easily, in my opinion, one of the strongest seasons of New Who. Like, just, and it's it's such a consistent season. And I'd honestly, I'd say this is the weakest episode in the whole season. And it actually, I mean, it still flies by, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so that's the background and significance. I just think, I, I just think it's funny that Stephen Greenhorn was like, the doctor doesn't change. And Russell Davies was like, well, let me show you something right here. it's also important to note that um jenny was originally scripted to die at the end of the episode and it was actually stephen moffat that was like you know maybe you don't do that (laughs) 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 for no, no reason uh as of yet but uh i mean obviously that has led to Numerous, numerous rumors that uh, Jenny as a character will be back during sometime during Moffat's run. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think he just liked the idea of her being out there as a character that any writer can come back to, not necessarily himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he just liked adding, uh, not continuity, but... Um, Mythology. Change. He liked ad- added myth- ma- adding mythology to the sure. show. And I think that that's one of the funny things is because uh, if you read the writer's tale, when, when Davies pitches the idea to Ben Cook, his, the guy who's he's writing, who's he's exchanging emails with, one of the big things that Davies says is, she has to die, of course, which is like a really sort of 
uh, amber version of Doctor Who where you can't actually change anything, which is ironic because the whole point of the story is to change stuff up. And I think that I think that Moffat made a really good choice, even if he doesn't plan to bring her back, where it's just like if you're going to do a story about change, you know, why not leave the change? You know, it's it's. It's kind of disingenuous to come back and Russell T. Davis is like, you know what? You're kind of right about that. So they just kind of go for it, mm-hmm. which I think is – a you're right. It's a smart move. Um, and it's yeah. – I mean, I think it's probably my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> well, before we get – before we continue, uh, this reminder that today's episode is brought to you by InStockTrades.com, which is um, the place where you can uh, you can get our book of the month, uh, which was Batman No Man's Land last month. And I've not updated the notes since then. <laughs> but well, no, it's July. We're still in July. Are we still in July? Oh, yeah, okay, good. Uh, just to, just to completely timestamp this, this is July twenty third. We have another eight days of July, my friend. Okay. For some reason, because I know that I changed it in the other show notes for the other show. Okay. Anyway, sorry, behind the scenes stuff. All right. Well, yeah. Still this month, you can get our still this month book of the month. Batman No Man's Land <laughs> Volume 1 New Edition by Greg Rucka, Alex Maleev, Dale Eaglesham, and many more. Uh, you can get it for $17.99, which is 40% off the suggested retail price of $29.99. And remember, all orders over $50 get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades.com. Um, go uh, go read that because it's, it's a good read. It's fun. Yeah. It's, Most of it is. You- Skip. It'll keep you. It'll keep you busy for a while, if nothing else. Skip the Azrael stuff. <laughs> um. So anyway, this episode, yes. uh, the Doctor's Daughter. Uh, I loved this when I watched it when the season was airing. Loved it. Um. Didn't love it so much this time. Yeah, it's really it's really a law of diminishing returns. Like there are certain stories that you like and then you love more as you watch them I find that every time I watch this story I love it a little bit less I Mm -hmm. quite enjoy it and it's kind of a fun romp but like it's not much more than that (laughs) yeah there's it's 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 really light um in the story department uh which is obvious to me when they feel the need like it's just there's too many characters in this um, mm-hmm. Too many main characters. Not even let's let's remove the fact that you have like all of like just like the episode characters, the quote unquote episode characters. Um, take that out of it, but you've you've got three main characters in the story, and when you have like you can tell that the story would be better if it was just the Doctor and Donna. And Donna was off doing the stuff that Martha was doing and the doctor was dealing with having a daughter because it just feels uneven weight wise. Like, oh God, yeah. uh, cause you just got Martha all by herself and then you've got Donna, doctor and Jenny all together in another, in, in the a plot. And it's just like, woo, this is just. This does not feel evenly distributed at all. Yeah, it's your it's your main focus of series four, and then your guest companion, which yeah, <laughs> who has a guest storyline um, that which, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because why doesn't she understand these aliens? She yeah. was in the TARDIS. Yeah, I don't. Um, somebody probably should have caught that. Yeah, it's a weird choice. Uh, yeah, 
It's a really weird choice. Uh, and it, yeah, I think that the addition of Martha Jones, like I love Martha always, but it's, it's really kind of like it hurts her character because, you know, you've seen her do so many good things in season three that now they, you can tell that they just did not have anything for her to do. <laughs> She's got nothing to do. And the one, like, the one, like, emotional beat that she has to do is she's hanging out with this Hath. The Hath dies, right? The Hath goes into that quicksand Which I kept, I kept waiting for him, like, to stick his thumb up. <laughs> <laughs> As he was going down. And then you get, like, a voiceover from Martha Jones that one of the Hath could be like us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> While the uh. road streaks by. Um... Oh boy! Uh, yeah, no, you're 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 not you're not wrong. It's it's weird. Um, but I think that like they do this Hath thing where they kill this Hath, who's like you know best friend Hath, the Hath that we hang out with, and then at the end of the story, because all of the Hath are completely in- interchangeable, like there's you don't you cannot tell one half from the other you have like half and gendry who by the way cassandra pointed out while we were watching that uh that was <laughs> that was gendry from game of thrones um the the dude who's hanging out with um aria i don't know if you oh know yeah that. yeah because he's he's also from the original british skins too right exactly him yeah. gendry um mm-hmm. <laughs> you have gendry uh overseeing like uh, uh, uh jenny lying in state and this Hath is hanging out with her. And because the Hath are completely interchangeable, it feels like it's Martha's Hath. Like, it just it just looks like Martha's Hath. And you cannot tell the difference. And for all intents and purposes, you've literally forgotten that one died. Yep. And Martha cried. So, it just doesn't quite work. Uh, um, also, she got really emotionally attached to that Hath. Yeah. In a very like- short amount of time. Well, you know, if I had, if I saw a giant duck with a be- with like a beaker in its mouth full of green stuff, I'd be a little more freaked out and judgmental than she is. Then again, she's a companion, so whatever. Right? <laughs> she gets she gets petted. That's the thing I forgot is the half just love her. They're just like hello, hello, and they pet her. It's like the weirdest thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, not for nothing, but uh. I appreciate the callback, but, um, man, I could go with never seeing the doctor and companion appearing in the middle of a, of a, of a war. I I could, I just don't really ever need to see that story again. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been done once or twice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, granted they have at least something clever to do with it, with the twist at the end, with it all, uh, having been only seven days, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I don't know. Also, I feel like because the Hath aren't clones, right? No, I think actually no, they are clones. The Hath are all clones. The Hath are a- clones too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was just gonna say I was like, well, that explains why they can't speak English, um, yeah. despite the TARDIS, because they would just be like, look, I don't know what's going on. These people are crazy. We've only been fighting for seven <laughs> days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the half. There is a scene when they go into the half place where I, I, I maybe, maybe I'm misremembering it, but where one of the half walks out of one of the clone containers. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think okay, that's okay. So it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so no, not 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 my favorite. Um but I do like I do like Georgia Moffat as Jenny. Yes. Um and I do I think it would be cool if she came back eventually. But I like the idea of her coming back and dealing with another doctor because now in retrospect this episode's kind of creepy. Um <laughs> Well, it's 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 weird in retrospect, but like when you watch it now you can you can see like a, 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 an uh, an infatuation between them, but nothing more than that, which I mm-hmm. think works, but it doesn't. But like if you you it, it's almost like you kind of want Jenny to come back for like the 50th anniversary. But if mm-hmm. she came back for the 50th anniversary and had to deal with David Tennant, it'd be super weird. You know? Yeah, no, I don't I, – I want her to – I don't even want her to come back with Matt Smith. I want her to come back with whoever the 12th Doctor is. Sure. Like just, just you know, set her aside. Let let Toby Woodhouse have, have her. Because, oh, man. Because I'm in a world where I'm assuming he's taking the show over. Yes, and um, not Gatiss. And not Gatiss. <laughs> because I feel like that would be a mistake. Well, I mean it's not that Gatiss is like he's – an, he's an exceptionally average writer, which is not right. like – I mean, it's not like it's not like a slam. Like some people are great writers, some people are bad writers. He's not a bad writer. He's just an average writer. And Toby Woodhouse is a great writer, and it looks like Gatiss is going to get it, which is unfortunate. Um, well, we don't know that. We'll see. We'll see. It's still a while yet, and Matt Smith is constantly telling us that Stephen Moffat's going to be writing the show forever. So we'll see how that goes. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, no, I agree, and I think that like the stuff with Jenny is the stuff that I really like about this. I love watching the Doctor and her kind of grow close to each other, and like the moment at the very end where she's in the spaceship by herself is easily my favorite part of the whole episode like oh yeah the promise of that is one of the most exciting things i've i think i've seen from the entire from this entire like series of doctor who like series four i think that's one of the most exciting aspects is the promise of like jenny and then she like exits the narrative and she can do anything like Mm -hmm. she can just go anywhere and do anything and the adventures that she has in my head are just so exciting and and fun and i just it, it makes me want like a like almost like a Bernice Summerfield style spin-off with her. I'd love it. I'd love it a lot if Big Finish got their hands on her as a character. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And did like a spin-off Big Finish series. That would be fun. Yeah, and her um, learning all yeah. of the cosmos and stuff. Yeah, cuz it would be like, you know, it'd be the uh female-led Doctor Who that everybody want everybody wants, you know? Yeah. And George um, Moffat, like she definitely has a history with um with Big Finish. Like she was in uh the six Jamie trilogy that they did. Like, I think she was in one of those stories mm. and she also was in uh, a fifth doctor story called red Dawn. I think it was, which was mm. very early in big finish run. So like, she definitely has a background with them and she's quite good on audio. So it's, it's one of those things that big finish just do. I mean, I know, <laughs> well, that's easier. I'm sure they would. <laughs> oh, well, big finish would do ninth, 10th and 11th doctor stories. If the BBC would just lift the license, but the BBC is like, no, we're not going to let you do that right now. So, which is so silly. I'm assuming they're going to lift the license after a multi-doctor story whenever they get around to doing that. Oh, sure. And it's not like they'll keep the moratorium on Eccleston forever. Like, I, I think it's really just a matter of time before Eccleston comes back. I mean, for God's sake, Matthew Waterhouse wants to come back. And Big Finish is like, isn't that adorable? Um, I think <laughs> they said that on a podcast. It was really funny. They were like, <laughs> someone was, one of the guys was talking to, to like Nick Briggs or something. It was just like, did you read that article where Matthew Waterhouse said that he's finally ready to come back and do some Doctor Who for our audio plays? And someone made this really backhanded comment where it's like, well, he outlasted 
Tom Baker, so I guess he thinks that he's good enough now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and they're, they're just like they're just like it's not happening. Like it's just not happening. Who wants it back? Who wants Adric back? Like, well, I mean, <laughs> there's things you can do with Adric, but not like that. Um, <laughs> you have to recast and uh, bring in some gold. Uh, so yeah, mm. it's and it. Yeah, um, <laughs> that is a joke for us. Um, yep. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think that like Jenny is one of those like she's just such a such a good presence in the relationship between her and the Doctor is so wonderful, and I love watching Donna like bridge the gap and all that. Um, it's just it's it's lovely. It's lovely. There, there, but there are so many like silly moments and nonsensical things that I I have trouble loving the episode. Like the whole flipping through the. Through the laser beams. Um, that's not a cliche. <laughs> uh, I just... It, did, ugh. it felt out of place, and it just... Ugh, didn't like it. Yeah. Um, and, and then not just that, but like immediately prior to that, when she runs off because she's going to go shoot people. And um, she does. She shoots at people, and the doctor's like, see, she's just a soldier, and she's shooting people. And then all of a sudden, she stops shooting people and shoots a thing above them and then comes running back, and then suddenly the doctor loves her. Um, what? Yeah. It's a little weird. This is not the best character work. No. Um. (laughs) No. I'm like, uh, pretty sure she still shot people. Like, I don't... Uh, she might have missed because she's a bad shot, but she was still shooting at them. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I, I'm not, I don't know. Whatever. No, no, you're 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 absolutely right, and it, it's almost like this is. There's always like the story in the season that just slips through the cracks, like that just isn't well script edited or rewritten enough. Um, you you even see it in like Robert Holmes's era. Like there's there's always that one story a season where you're like mm, that was that didn't work as well mm-hmm. as it should have worked. Um. Uh, like Revenge of the Cybermen or Android Invasion or something. There's always that one story, and I feel like that's the story. That's this story for this season, because um, there's just there's just beats that feel like you can see what they're trying to do, but they just don't work. Like the Doctor pointing the gun to the guy's head, right? Because like, and I didn't realize this before, but the reason that that doesn't have any weight despite the fact that it really wants to have weight is because the doctor says I never would at the very end of that. And it's really like, well, we knew that he wouldn't. (laughs) And I don't, I never believe that he was be so angry about the death of her that he would just exact vengeance on one person. I've been watching the show for, you know, this is almost, this is what, 45 years into the run of doctor who. And he's never like just gone mano a mano vengeance on someone. I don't think this is, and I don't know, man, at the end of the day, the Doctor's not Batman. He doesn't hate guns that much. Mm-hmm. He yeah. just like to make to make like an after-school special of him. Yeah. Um, he just he's it's yeah it's not it's he just he just thinks around guns. It's not that he hates guns. He's just like oh, I could probably think of a better way to do this, mm-hmm. a much less barbaric way of doing this. Right, and that's and that's true. And it's one of those things where it's like I don't know if I've watched this with as much of a critical eye as I have since watching the end of time, but the the gu- the use of the gun in end of time is so much more poignant. Like it's so it's such a bigger statement there than it is here. Absolutely. Um, especially cuz it's the same gun. <laughs> like it's the same like revolver yeah. type pistol. And like the 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 use of like 
end of time the use of it in end of time like really shows the desperation and the level to which like the doctor's has, doctor's fallen and he's like beaten and bloody and just been through hell and now you see him here and it's like you know the doctor didn't really go through that much bad stuff here like mm-hmm. Martha went through bad stuff and it was poorly written so i mean <laughs> so it's not like it's this it's it's not it's not super well executed um at all right um I think the thing that I am left with also coming off of this is the tremendously clever idea. I think we, we almost we almost talked about it, I think. But the 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 war has been fight been fought, fighting the war has been going on for seven days. Um, that concept is really an interesting one to me. And I wish that they'd explored it a little bit more um, thematically and talking about this how legends are started like there's a lot more like thematic material to mine in here and i don't know why they didn't cover it more because especially i think the biggest problem with the idea and how they're like it's you know it's been it's been countless generations and yada yada um my problem with that is you don't really see any generational changes within the episode so and and how and how long does the episode take place over? Like, like what, twelve hours or so, maybe? Less than that, probably an hour. Just an I'd hour. Say. So the whole episode is an hour. Um, maybe two or three max. But it's- I just, I don't, I just don't. I feel like we should have seen more changeover than we do, um, yeah. in order to make that feel believable. Mm-hmm. Because you can tell me. That, you know, the generation thing and it's only been seven days, but they're not really showing us at all. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And that's and that's a big problem. And I mean, it's it, and they don't they just kind of don't do anything with it. You know, they just mm-hmm. they really don't. They're like, here's your we're a bunch of generations like and it makes sense that there's no old people. But like then then when you get into and it doesn't even need to be seven days, like seven days feels like almost a joke. Like you can make it a month and have it be OK. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't doesn't need to be so small as seven days and it makes it like then you just get the um then you just turn the evil general guy um he basically just turns into a really vicious racist yeah (laughs) and and, because he's not like he's not seven days like he's not he's he was one of the original crew so he's just really had a bone to pick against the hath forever and it's like just a weird thing that I think kind of falls apart. And maybe that's not the case, but I, he's certainly not like a clone. Like most of them are. Right. So. Yeah. Not the best episode, this one. N- no, no. But it's still like, I mean, it's still quite a good time. And if you watch it, like the first time you watch it, you're like, man, this is a lot of fun. And that's, yeah. that's, that's still a, a lot to be said about that. And it's one of those episodes that like, it just doesn't pretend to be anything other than just a good time, which is, I always just kind of enjoy that about Doctor Who. I mean, I, I'll pick just about every other story in this season over this, but at the end of the day, it's still like it still does. It won't slow me down. It certainly didn't slow me down when I was binge watching this season when I first watched it. So, I mean, I was just like, yeah, let's do the next one. So it's a good time. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. All right. Well, before we uh, wrap it up, I want to remind you that today's episode is also brought to you by DCBService.com. DCBS is the site that lets you order all of your monthly comic book statues, action figures, anything you get out of a previews catalog. Um, 
you can get you can order from dcpservice.com uh, you pre-order everything uh, about two to three months in advance with monthly discount specials up to 75% off and regular discounts of 40% off you ship as often as you like with orders as large or small as you like and uh, you only pay six ninety five in flat rate shipping so thanks to dcbservice.com next week uh, John Pertwee Planet of the Spiders his final story as the doctor yeah uh, it's a good one. It yeah. is a good one. Yeah. Uh, can't wait to talk about that. That's coming up next week. In the meantime, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Scott Corelli. Uh, also, if you want to follow my live tweeting of random things, that's at Scott Commentary. And then uh, definitely check us out on The Mind Robbers, which is available at mindrobber.net. And also on iTunes, uh, much like this podcast, uh, and that we talk about Lots of other things, like uh, this week, we'll have our review of The Dark Knight Rises, which is a separate episode where all we do is talk about that movie. And then we also have regular episodes where we talk about other things that we've been watching and reading, etc. Matt, where can people find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Gungadin. You can also find me at my alternate Twitter account, twitter.com slash gdcommentary. Uh, I also have a blog, classicalgallifrey.blogspot.com, that is slowly eating away at my life, but not this week. Because Cassandra is reading is doing the entry this week on Day of the Daleks, which is a third Doctor story, big like <laughs> to use to coin a phrase or to use a coined phrase, uh, wibbly wobbly timey wimey, uh, and I'll be back with whatever's next coming up, which is always a good time. Coming into the end, man. Coming into the end. It's like one of those things where it's like this is the last July I'm ever blogging Doctor Who, which is kind of crazy. So. Home stretch. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, super home stretch. Uh, I'll also mention really briefly, in case you're still listening and you don't listen to the Mind Robbers, that um, Doctor Who was at Comic Con. And if you don't listen to the Mind Robbers, you missed our uh, Doctor Who discussion over on the Mind Robbers, um, which was. Uh, interesting conversation um yeah it was it was a little bit and we talked about uh, it was it, it, it kind of fit into the mind robbers because it was about comic-con and what you bring to comic-con but also about doctor who and a little bit about that um so if you're interested check that out because uh, maybe it's like your gateway drug you I mean you should be listening to it anyway but it's your gateway drug so right and that was uh that was episode 22 mm-hmm. yeah dead like dc um, yes which was uh, a clever title um so yeah <laughs> Check out, check Says it out. Says the guy who thought it up. Yeah, uh, to be fair, I came up with like six different titles for that episode. I was, you did. I was impressed with myself. Anyways, uh, that's <laughs> it. Uh, Planet of the Spiders next week. Aliens in London, World War Three. Ninth Doctor on the other side of that. And then uh, First Doctor, The Ark. Yes. All right. We'll uh, talk to you then. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.